Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, our weekly true crime spin-off podcast. I'm Paul, that's John, and Dad, this week a listener has sent us a very, very strange story, which I'd like to run by you up, up top if that's okay. You know I love strange stories. Yes, I know you love strange stories. Well, several of you on the Facebook page have alerted me to this story. It was in the ABC News a couple of days ago. Hmm, where to start? Police have been left frustrated after an investigation into potential human remains in WA's Pilbara region revealed they were cow bones in a jumper. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, funny, can I just say one thing at this juncture? Yeah, please. You said Pilbara. Yeah, what is it? It's Pilbara. Oh, damn. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. No, you know what? It's important. Um, Mm, For people that live in the Pilbara. Yeah. Even though you're pedantic, I respect it. A walker found what initially appeared to be a dead person on the side of a track in Wickham last week and reported it to the police. Roburn Police Senior Sergeant Dale Harmer, that was a mouthful, said the area was declared a crime scene while they studied the remains. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm looking at these photos. It looks... It looks horrifying. It it does look like someone's been killed. Here's the Mm. problem. And this is from uh, Dale Harmer. With the assistance of our local forensic officers and the forensic pathologist in Perth, we identified the remains there to be actually an animal. Mm. It's caused police to use an entire day and three police officers guarding a scene for something that was never human in the first place. Uh, Senior Sergeant Harmer said police attending the scene had thought the situation did not look right, and that's in quotation marks, but they still Mm. had to follow protocol. You can't just go into looking at something like that and lifting it up and digging around to see if it's human or animal. We need the right people up here to do that. Mm. They do have to err on the side of caution and get the right people in every time. Now, it basically looks like a murder scene. Dad? Mm. Yep. Is it a cow? Yeah, it's it's cow remains. Paul, I already have a theory. Yeah, go on. You ready for this? Mm Mm-hmm. The cow... Yeah. Was being milked ferociously by a farmer. Right. And the cow thought, now's my chance. So the cow murdered the farmer. Yeah. Then dressed up in the farmer's clothes. Uh huh. And got away. And then passed away naturally. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, the brother of the farmer was out for revenge and <laughs> went after the cow. No, I believe it- that the cow was actually um, is, is the murderer. In a revenge situation, let's say the cow is, you know, you've you got to kill the cow as part of your revenge. Mm. But then you've got a dead cow. Do you eat it? Or Take it knowing to a butcher. What it, yeah, but 
I'm saying what's the best revenge? To kill it and let it let it die on the side of the road in a hoodie or to actually eat the damn thing? Um, that's a very good question, Paul. Uh, was it a milking cow? <laughs> because maybe it's, it all goes back to the way the farmer handled the cow's teats. Right, okay. So it's a, it's a personal beef. Yep. Oh, hey. Love it. Thanks. It's nice to sort of be very jocular, isn't it? It is, because you sent me a story that you wanted to talk about on this episode, and it is not jocular in the slightest, but it is crime-related. So would you like to run us through the story that you want to talk about this week? Mm. Now, I, I understand, Paul, that it's a bit of a downer, the story. So what we've done, we've been clever. Yeah. We, we, we started off with, with your excellent cow story that sort of just <laughs> spiraled stupid. into stupidity, so which is good, though, uh-huh. um, because that sort of loosens everyone up. And then you said to me, look, Dad, because I sent you the details of this story that I just, it's not, we're not going to sort of, we're not dwelling on the essence of the story. Maybe we are, but it's about punishment and retribution, which I think is a very, very big societal, uh, dare I say, problem. Um, it's, It's a tough one. But then what we're going to do after this rather depressing story is that I'm going to tell you and the listeners a very uplifting story okay. about a Persian rug. It's not another body, is it? Isn't that great that you say that? Because I mentioned the rug to a few people at an auction house in Sydney yesterday, and that's exactly what they said to me. Well, that's because last time you told the story, and please, listeners, feel free to go back and back and back and back into the archives of the show, but Dad found a rug, a Persian rug, across the road from his house. Dragged it into the ute. It was incredibly heavy. Yeah. I was so excited because I thought, this is a fine. This is a score. I'm going to make some some moolah mm-hmm. out of this rug. Yeah. And then I unraveled the rug mm-hmm. and discovered that on the balance of probabilities, <clears throat> something had died on the rug. Okay. Because okay. There, were, there, were, there were sort of like, you know, crop circles. Yeah. I'd, I've never seen one, but I know... I've seen photos of them, and it, this sort of had a crop circle on the rug. So it's possible that actually a small flying saucer... F- <laughs> Sorry, Paul. <laughs> Sorry. Do me a favour and yep. please pivot this quickly towards the actual story you wanted to talk about today. Oh, but you mean the rug story? No, 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 no. Finish with the rug oh, okay. story. Because we'll come back to the rug story. It's a palate cleanser. Yeah, We're coming back to that. Okay. Palate cleanser is it's a beautiful analogy, Paul. Thank you. So on Christmas Day in 2020, um, a father named Christopher Brown, yeah. with an E, um, he was sort of he was with his sister on a on a buggy. So he's he's an adult. He's a dad. He's got the sister, his sister, who's an adult next to him. She was in, you know, she was strapped up. Um, And what happens is you can't activate these buggies without, you know, clicking the the driver's seatbelt. So then you create sort of a closed circuit, which enables you to then start the buggy. But what had happened, and I don't know whether this was premeditated, but... The seatbelt was already done up, but no one was in it. So he just sat on the seatbelt, which overrode the electrical system, which means he could start it up, 
So effectively, he was driving without a seatbelt. Unfortunately, he had his two-year-old son on his knee and they took off. It's Christmas. Um, He was trying to impress his sister um, who was sitting next to him and he was doing a donut. And for people that don't know what a donut is, I don't know whether the term donut is used overseas. I mean, in, in some places it may well refer to something that is round with a hole in it that people stick in their mouths. But a donut in sort of road driving parlance, is it parlance or parlance? It's just or parlance, but typically parlance. speaking it's referred to like as a doughy. It's, isn't it basically where you do burnouts? Yeah, kind, kind of, of burnouts, but this is all sort of off-road. Okay. So you don't actually do the burnout, you do the sort of, you just sort of, you're basically going in circles. Going right? in circles. And, yeah. you know, due to centrifugal force, the, uh, the young son, Lincoln, mm-hmm. he was thrown out of the buggy. And the, and the buggy, bu- the buggy, fuck, the, the buggy, uh, it flipped over and landed on the young boy's neck and he died at the scene, which is a fucking nightmare. So the dad, I mean, I'm looking at photos of the, I mean, I don't know the family. I don't know. I don't know them, but I'm looking at the boy. I was looking at the boy earlier on just to sort of make myself feel even more, you know, I guess sad in a way it's it's a a tragedy but listeners and dear paul i guess the angle that i wanted to talk about is that he the dad has suffered incredibly over the last few years it went to court and i've read a lot of information on this particular case now the prosecution You've always got defence and prosecution. The prosecution, in this case, uh, the Department of Public Prosecutions, they they wanted a custodial sentence. Um, and I've sort of been going fairly deep into this story and what's happened in the interim is that his wife is now pregnant again. And they're both obviously incredibly excited the judge at the time and it's it's fairly um interesting that the judge described the the father as a good person a, a really good person a very 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 contrite has done a lot of uh community service anyway he he avoided jail time and based on all the information that I have been able to glean, I think, under the circumstances, that was a very, very wise decision by the judge. Now, is that because you feel like he's he's been punished enough by in, himself? Immeasurably and... punished. Yeah, okay. A, imagine a Christmas day. Imagine you've got a two-year-old. There's a photograph of the dad and the son. It's a beautiful photo. Yeah. Beautiful. It's not a... It's just a, a great... You know, the father is so remorseful, he's even built sort of a, as a homage to his son, a beautiful playground in the backyard dedicated to his son. It's just, it's depressing and sad and fucking upsetting. And, okay, so that's the story so far. And then a few days ago, mm-hmm. 
the Department of Public Prosecutions have now said, and at the time, and I've read a lot about this, they actually, whilst they disagreed with the judge, they went along with it. But now they've lodged an appeal to say that in actual fact, we feel that he should go to jail for three years. And I think, based on the information I've got and the judge's opinion, Mm -hmm. is that I think that's not the right decision. I think it's I not. Guess, it's not cool. I, I mean, one question is, and I'm not. By the way, I'm not. I'm not taking a side here. No, I'm no, not trying no. to. You know, um, if there's a baby on the way, yeah, it would hurt that child for the father to be away in prison for Paul, three years. Paul, I utterly, one hundred percent agree with you. And let's okay. look at the societal problems we have today. Yeah, our jails are full of people. Mm. A lot of the people have come from severely broken and dysfunctional families. And here is a situation where a loving family, the wife's pregnant, about to give birth to their second child, first child dead, and now they're saying, let's put the father away for three years. Yeah. Let's, let's have the mother bring the kid up as a single mum. And based on... I feel very strongly about this, and I think it's something's just not right. And S- serious question though: who? So who is pursuing this this case? The Department of Public Prosecutions. Okay, the, so the that... government they believe that they've lodged an appeal, and now it has to go before three judges. Okay, so it's always three. It's always an odd number, so you can't get sort of a two-two yeah. ruling. So it has to be, you know, three-one. No, not three-one. Two-one. Well, yeah, it has to be. Or, th- or, th- or three nil, um, but here's playing the devil's advocate. Yep, which is very important in our podcast, Paul. What the Department of Public Prosecutions have said, and this is a very, very interesting point, and I understand why they've said this, and it makes you really kind of go, "Wow, that's a very, very valid reason," and that is. That people that have done this in the past, that's the sentence they have received. Okay. Isn't that interesting? Which means, why should this guy get off? See, so sure. that's that's that that's the, you know, that's the quandary. Why so, should an exception be made? Correct. In this case? Okay. Yeah. So the exception being uh, maybe, you know, look, he's been he's suffering. His psychiatrist has been in court just saying. The only thing keeping him together, holding on, is the fact that they're about to have a, another baby. Right. The law is complicated. And in this particular case, Paul and listeners, I hope that in a few weeks or months' time we can report back and say that the judges felt under the circumstances that this man has suffered enough. So that's kind of a... Um, it's a bit, a bit, bit of a downer, but I think it's, it's still... In the balance, but an interesting story. No, I completely agree. I'm very curious as to where listeners sit because obviously, uh, God, it's complicated. It's very complicated. I do often look at cases like this and go, it's literally, there is nothing you can do in prison or with punitive measures which will punish this person more than they are punishing themselves. And not just them. I mean, for the rest of his life, that's going to be like an anvil around his neck. I mean, Correct. I don't know. I, I couldn't live with that no. kind of burden. It's terrible. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Well, yeah, sure. and accidental deaths happen all the time, so I'm very curious as to how people cope in these circumstances, you know? Having said that, the prosecution also said, and rightfully so, that the accident could have been avoided. Ah, yes. So there's Valid. culpability. Yeah. He overrode the, the system, whether that was intentional or not. The child was on his knee. Uh, imagine, okay, here's a story. Imagine, mm-hmm. let's flip this just slightly yeah. and say that it's a big Christmas do and it's a friend's baby on his lap. What happens then? Ah, yes. We're talking, I just, you can't, that takes it to the next level. And then, of course, we may well be talking and not feeling so bad about a jail term. Because you then have to appease. Because I think at the end of the day, it's a little bit kind of like the Old Testament, which I have a real problem with. And that is the, the eye for an eye retribution. We've talked a lot, yeah. We've talked a lot about the issues behind, you know, revenge mm. as a thing, and yeah. the fact that it doesn't really. I don't know. I think oh, I think it's tough. Bloodlust and revenge should be taken out of the equation whenever possible. Well, thank God we don't have summary justice. Where in some countries the mm-hmm. police they just go out like vigilantes. It's basically judge dread. It's where the the, the police officers can carry out the entire legal process in a single moment Correct. by, you know, sentencing and execution mm. of sentence. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Look, you had... God, that's heavy. You had a much lighter story ready mm. to go. So at this point... Okay, so we've covered two crime stories, mm-hmm. both okay. fairly so, nuanced, but yes. Yeah. So look, 
Christine and I live in what I would describe, and I don't want the listeners to get the wrong idea, but it's important to paint a picture. We live metres from King's Cross, and at the moment the cross is, it's a, it's a, it's a shithole and it's a pigsty and it smells like a fucking, it smells like a trough lolly. Ew. Yeah. You know what a trough lolly is? I don't really want to know. You know those things? They stick what? in men's urinals. Oh, urinal cake. Oh, that's it. Trough ne- lolly. <laughs> I'm, so- <laughs> I'm sorry. Trough. Has that ever been used as a term before? Hang well, on. I- hey, wait, hey, let me- i got to look this up. Because if oh, you have just God, coined I'm a fucking to death phrase- of you listening. Fucking, why do you always Google when you doubt? No, I'm saying I, I like okay, it. Okay, Google trough lolly. Oh my God, it's totally a thing. It's is Australian it- slang. It says here, Australian slang, the solid piece of perfume disinfectant in a men's urinal. Wow, that's that's a specifically Australian thing. I have never heard this phrase before. Um, I'm so impressed. That's great. Thank you for adding that to my lexicon. Anyway, please continue. So, you know, that's that's where, you know, I'm just demonstrating the juxtaposition between you come out of the King's Cross Railway Station and it's Mm -hmm. basically just, it's the walk of shitsville. Mm. It's on a one-way trip to God knows where. It's so bad up there at the moment. <sighs> Fuck, it's just... It's shit. And see, that's the thing. The extreme part of me would like to come by at two in the morning, we'd get the fire brigade to come through and use high-pressure hoses and just hose the whole street. Sure. And I'm telling you, get rid of fucking everything. It's a shison hole, as they would say in, in Berlin. Um, but Paul, yeah. you know why I'm saying this? You probably don't. Why? Because why? Because I'm creating a sense of, you know, extremes. So, but all of a sudden you turn the corner near the El Alamein Fountain, and you, you and Tegan have, have stayed here, and you know what it's like. It becomes very, it's just beautiful, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The neighbourhood is. It, it's gorgeous. It's it, the second you get behind that street and go down towards Rushcutters, it's oh. just. It's, it's so and, and Elizabeth Bay and on the harbour, listeners. Why am I telling you this? Good question, Dave. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm about to answer it. It's a very, very affluent area. In fact, to to highlight this story, we have sort of a Christmas. I say we, the the, the local council has a Christmas do on this um, on this park that um, your mother runs around in the morning barefoot, and it's called the Reg Bartley Park. Mm-hmm. If I if my surname was Bartley, I'd get it changed. That's that's not a cool name, Reginald Bartley. But when they have these Christmas dues, people come down not with not with um, blankets like most people. Guess what they bring down? What Persian rugs? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm not kidding. I got you. No, no. People bring Persian rugs down. It becomes like a you know a cake, but like a bake off. This is a Persian rug off. So they, they bring down the bougiest Persian rugs Correct. instead of picnic blankets to try and outdo each outdo. other. Outdo. Right? Okay. And they sit there, whatever. Okay. Listeners know that across the road, some time ago, we did a whole podcast on it. There was this incredible rug that turned out to be possibly somewhat nefarious in terms of what had happened to it. Okay. Yesterday morning, I reversed the ute. Out of our driveway. Uh-huh. We're in a cul-de-sac. Yeah. Meters from Sydney Harbour. You know what it's like here, Paul. It's stunning. 
I'm about to sort of reverse down and I'm about to straighten up and I'm heading to Manly and I see out of my eye, possibly two eyes, I see a Persian rug on the footpath outside our bathroom window. And you're thinking, sweet, I can sell this. I just thought, this is just unbelievable. It's like a free, it's free money. Free money. But I hadn't checked out the rug, to be fair. Right, okay. And then I, you know what I thought? What? I thought, I, I was in a bit of a hurry. I was meeting some friends over at Manly. Uh-huh. I thought, and because school holidays are ending, the traffic's absolutely ratchet. Sure. And I drove up to the point of, you know, the end of the street. Mm-hmm. There's a T intersection. Yep. <clears throat> and something was really niggling me. So hang on, leaving? Are you leaving? I left sub- it there. Okay. And I got to the top, and then I did something crazy. I dro- I reversed all the way back down the cul-de-sac. And I went back into the driveway. I parked. And I calmed myself down. I went into one of those Zen states, and <laughs> I got out. And it's kind of slightly shameful because there are people around. It's a thoroughfare down to the tennis courts and the park, mm-hmm. the harbour. People are running because it's on an incline. People use that, that stretch to run up and down. Yeah. So there's a lot, and there's a bit of shame involved. Do you, do you ever feel that sort of, or you, you might not never sort of see things on the side of the road and think, hmm, that'd be good? Uh, no, well, well, I mean, one of my most prized possessions is an incredible... Uh, oh, yes, the... Yeah. The impeccable vintage Incred- record player, like the whole... The, you know, the cabinet. Yeah. I mean, we, Tegan and I walked about five blocks with that between us and there were utes driving past with blokes who'd seen it and gone back home to get their yes. utes. Yeah. And they didn't... I know. Fi- oh, yeah. this- look, look um, a, a cautionary note to listeners. If you see something and it looks good, it may be good. Okay. It might be crap. Okay. So I reversed down, get out of the ute, do the walk of shame, go up to this... And I thought, I'm going to be a little bit more prudent this time because the last time with that massive rug, I, I, it was rolled up and I manhandled it because it weighed about, golly, let me think about this, maybe about 80 kilos. Manhandled it into the back of the ute, got it home, rolled it out and then thought, shit, I have to get rid of this. Yeah. So what I did on the footpath, I rolled the rug out. Two things. An exceptional Persian rug. Mm-hmm. Antique. Mint condition. Okay. Flawless. Yeah. I can't believe what I'm seeing, what I'm holding. I'm fondling this rug in public, which is problematic. I then rolled it up, Yeah. slung it over my shoulder, Sure. went down to the ute, opened up the tonneau cover. And for those that don't know what a tonneau cover is overseas, it's sort of a canvassy type cover. It's the canvas thing that you put on top of a uh, flatbed to kind of cover it up. And then you put elastic straps over Correct. it to keep everything in place. Okay, so is it... Oh, we're so close. Paul, okay. Paul, Paul, yep. listen. Yep. Listeners. Yep. It's in the back of the ute. I, I reversed and did the whole process for the second time. And I felt good. Is it visible at all? No, it's completely covered. Completely covered. 100%. All right. And then... And... This is to the listeners that work at a particular auction house in Sydney. You'll be hearing this in the next day or so. This is exciting. Hang on. Is this the equivalent of saying that you... I mean... Don't jump does, the gun, Paul. Okay, sorry. Go on, go on. No, no, but... Can you, can you guess? Well, actually, I'll let you. Have a guess what happened. No, because my, my concern here is that 
somebody has seen you put their Persian rug into Paul, your Paul, it was being thrown out. It was with other stuff from this apartment opposite. Where you used to live, uh, you and Tegan stayed, that's, that's the apartment. No second thoughts, no like, oh wait, actually I didn't want to get rid of it. Okay, so or the, what, what happens next? I carried on uh, with my regular day. Uh-huh. And yesterday afternoon, for listeners listening tomorrow, that's two days ago, if that makes yeah. sense. I and b- bearing in mind, listeners, this is not a day that the auction house receives items, okay? But I've got a very good relationship with pretty well every auction house in Sydney. And I walked in and I said, "I have got a magnificent Persian rug," and they said, "You are welcome to bring it in." So I, with with assistance, carried. Um, the rug into this particular auction house and I actually have a photograph of the rug in situ at the front of the auction house in the area where they sell the best things and it's coming up for sale next Tuesday. How unbelievable is that? Wait, hang on. So there's no twist. You just got the rug hang on, and Paul, sold it. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, but there's got to be a... Where's the twist? Where's the body? There's no body, Paul. It's it's a great story about, you know, how exciting my life is. Hang on, Dad. No, I'm sorry, but you you implied that there was some sort of mysterious quirk to this story. Well, what, it's you... quirky in that it was a good find. and yeah, But you just found a rug and sold it. There's no... Where's Paul, the twist? It's a very good rug. Dad, but the problem is the last rug story you told, you set the bar very high because you implied strongly it was used to store a corpse. Mm. Now what's happened is you say, can you guess what happened next? And I th- I'm thinking all the incredible things that could have happened and you're saying, I sold it. And it well, went- it hasn't sold yet, to be fair. Ah, oh, so is that the twist? Well, next week we'll announce what it got, but I think it's going to pull a decent price and I think it's pretty exciting. So that's the story. God damn it. I thought it was a cracker. Now, speaking about antiques, Paul, Christine and I, very, very small teaser. Christine and I went somewhere about a week ago. We met some people. They told us some things. One of the things that we were told is something so scary and amazing. And you don't know uh, what it is, Paul. This is about next week's episode. So, everyone, uh, Dad and Mum went and met some people and without giving anything away... Next week's episode of Loose Units on Tuesday morning is going to be a series of horrifying exclusives about a, is it fair to say, a very prominent underworld figure in Australia? Kind of, Paul, but that's that's not the scary part of the story. Okay, you don't right. know the scary part of the story. Mm. The, the part of the story that, and I'm going, I'm going out on a limb, everyone. We have done, today is our 331st episode which is just staggering. And Paul, I can say to you and the listeners mm-hmm. that Loose Units next week are delivering a scoop. Something that no one in Australia, to my knowledge, and, and, as, a, and as a caveat to what I'm about to, or what we're about to do next week, listeners... I've actually been in touch with a few very senior New South Wales police officers and none of them have heard what we're about to talk about next week, which is so exciting. It's actually mind-numbingly incredible and we have permission to talk about it. I'm so excited. I'm so nervous. It's been so long since we had a scoop of this magnitude. Scoop McLean. 
What? Oh, it's just the name of a reporter. Don't worry, it's fictitious. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry. No, it's okay. I've just I've 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 made the switch to uh, less coffee, and it's clearly uh, it's clearly damaging my ability to pick up on subtle cues. Well, look, I'm really excited about the episode. I'm I'm look. I'm, I hope the rug sells. I wish there'd been a twist, but that's okay. There isn't always one. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends. On Tuesday, you are going to hear some stuff which is going to ruffle some feathers. So make sure you are listening and make sure if you haven't already done so, head across to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever and uh, make sure you subscribe, rate, review, give us some love. It, It always helps. In the meantime, have a brilliant weekend, everybody. And we will see you bright and early on Tuesday morning for a brand new episode of Loose Units. Bye, everyone. Bye bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.